What's up, guys? Welcome back. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the In Around Podcast. Today we're doing an unboxing video, and David Harris is going to talk us through his new misguided haul. <laughs> and his trim. Oh, leave that out. That's misguided. I can tell you that. <laughs> leave that in. Leave that in. Hello and welcome back to the In Around Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunt, and joining me this week, like every week, is Mikey Breson. Hello. And David Harris. Hello. Okay. Nice to talk to you, Dave. How are you? <laughs> you caught me off guard there. What a weird, what a weird way to phrase it's it. The same intro every week. <laughs> no, See, but it's the fact he, he acted like me saying hello wasn't enough. <laughs> I, really, well, I was. I tell you what, Will. I was fine this week. I'm not sure now. Not sure. Listening back to last week, I really enjoyed the moment where Dave struggled with the question, "How are you?" <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but speaking of being slightly thrown off, um, this is a bit of a, a different day for the In and Around podcast. It's been released on a Monday. Who would have thunk it? And why has it been released on a Monday? Well, we wanted to make sure we came back and previewed the first two. Premier League games of since the restart. Thanks for that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's super professional. Um, anyway, we are going to preview the mighty game that is uh, Sheffield United versus Villa, and then talk about um, Man City versus Arsenal. Um, so, but before we do that, are we all feeling okay? About these two games being the ones to kick it off. Um, so it could be interesting games. I think it's. I don't know. It's just weird, really, isn't it? We're gonna, we're gonna see what the standard is really like and what player fitness is really like. Um, in normal circumstances, and hopefully the same. I'd say, yeah, pretty interesting games. Um, Villa Sheffield United. Obviously, Villa. Are, trying to get up the table into safety and Sheffield United are trying to do the unthinkable and secure Europe. Uh, so both both teams have a lot to play for, which I think will make it hopefully an interesting game. i tell you what, I feel about Arsenal-Man City being the first weekend of the restart, exactly the way I always feel about when Chelsea or United or Liverpool and Arsenal or Man City or Tottenham play... No, sorry, not Tottenham, I'm talking about big teams. Play, um, <laughs> play each of the opening... <laughs> play each other on like the opening two weeks of the season or something like yeah. where the games don't actually mean anything where their three points don't mean anything i want what happened this season with united chelsea just what, bring that up again what a farce of a game like, what a true farce of a game that was i don't think i, I mean the fact that ended 4-0 to united still baffles me but it could have exactly... been 4-0 to chelsea at one it point it could quite comfortably have been 4-0 to chelsea yeah and that's what that's what we mean by when we say that you never really, I mean, these games are point, there are points up for grabs, but whether they actually mean anything as far as form or anything. Mm. But anyway, not. I don't think they do. Let's, let's talk a bit about the games themselves, actually. So the mighty Sheffield, this is their game in hand. Um, in fact, both of these are the games in hand that, uh, a result of the Carabao Cup final. Quick, quick tangent. Anyone ever had any Carabao? Uh, I've no, seen the I've... cans, but I haven't had it, no. Yeah, the only time I actually saw it was when, uh, I think it was the League Two playoff final, I went with one of our one of our friends, 
Mm. He's an Exeter fan, and that was the only time I've seen it outside Wembley, ever. Um, they used to sponsor Chelsea, so I tr- I had a, I tried to sample at the ground, and honestly, it is, it I could feel it rotting my the inside of my mouth as I as it went down. It was awful. It was just. I feel like Iron Brew does that. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Feeling. You know what they say about Iron Brew? What if they don't have it? Go somewhere that has. Anyway. <laughs> That's a very uh, that's a reference that only a few people will get. Um, so let's talk about Villa Sheffield United because, quite frankly, it is the least interesting of the two games. And um, Villa are nineteenth; they're two points off getting out of the relegation zone. So this could, if they were to do the unthinkable and beat the mighty Sheffield United, this could actually be a massive result for them. Um, likewise, Sheffield are seventh; they're pushing for Europe. But with all the teams chasing European football, they're going to have a bit of a weird added incentive in the fact that City could be. Um, kicked out while they're still playing. So while they're seventh, are they really pushing for fifth? Blah, 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 blah. Well, also on that, City get to find out the verdict before the rest of the league. So Sheffield United could get fifth, theoretically, think they've got Europe and then find out they actually haven't. Whereas, but City knew the whole time. City will say, if City, here's the thing, if City... How weird is that, though? Surely the verdict should come out when they actually do the yeah they, yeah. they give the verdict instead yeah. of waiting a couple are you, of weeks. Are you worried about the competitive edge? Not, you not worried necessarily, that... but uh, I don't think Pep would allow City to either to drop off at all. I'm thinking more Sheff- Sheffield United. But Sheffield United, well, yeah, maybe if they knew they couldn't get Europe, but still, if they get in the Europa League, that is a monumental achievement. Mm, but if them. the top half is a monumental achievement, quite yeah. frankly. Well, I've just I just seen... think it's strange that one side will know. Meanwhile, the sides chasing the top four slash five this season won't know until, well, they reckon August, whether yeah. if is good enough or not. Nah, things like that leak. They just leak out. There's no way you can keep that secret. But um, how do you see this game going, Dave? I, I mean, yeah. I, I'd see Sheffield United winning however again after such a long layoff and big questions around fitness I feel like pretty much any game for these first couple of match days I guess rather than match weeks um could could be anything really it could just come down to fitness um yeah I think Sheffield United have more quality uh saw David McGoldrick signed a new contract so obviously that's Europe confirmed really already. Um, <laughs> no, has he I do. <laughs> no, but he has had two disallowed from VAR, and I've never wanted someone to score so much not for my team at this point. Yeah, Can I just I think the same actually? If he works so hard, he does so much good stuff, but he just can't score. That's what I used to say about Torres. That's what you sound like right now, Mike. How do you see this game going? I have absolutely no idea what Okay, happen, okay. To be honest. <laughs> Mike bringing the hot takes for the preview episode. Not a clue. Uh, if I was to go off form before this all happened, then obviously I would pick Sheffield United, but we ha- really have no idea what shape they're going to come back in, what where the home advantage exists, which it doesn't appear to in the Bundesliga, from what we've seen over there. Mm. Um I mean, Villa are not a very good side at all. Yeah, that's why I'm absolutely certain. 
I'm at, I could not be more convinced that Villa are going to get absolutely walloped. Villa are a dreadful team. They are just awful. They're so bad. They don't know how to defend. They're pretty toothless in attack. They've got one good player. The only saving grace, and that maybe they can do something, is Villa have played most of the season without their second best player in John McGinn. Yeah. And I think yeah, he should, a good be, point. should be back. I um, think so. Which means that teams can't fully load up on Jack Grealish. They've got to think about McGinn in midfield as well. Maybe he could give him a bit more bite. But still, like Sheffield, say what you want. They're going to be a. They're going to be well drilled. Going to be hard to beat. And Villa, quite frankly, need the points, so they're going to have to go for it. And it's when you have to chase games that if you're fragile defensively, you get punished. And Villa are just... I can't stress how bad Villa are. I, I honestly cannot... Like, I, I'm a mate... Like, I was thinking about this the other day because I was looking at... I, was, I knew they were coming up, so I sort of was having a look at... Just having a look at how much money they'd spent and how badly they'd spent it. It does and, not reflect uh, very well. No. Oh dear! Like it's just some of the some of the signings. Like you you talk about marvelous Nakamba, <laughs> and you're just like, you're just like what the hell? You, the key is not in his name. Yeah, by the way, you got everyone. no. You got this, the Southampton uh, guy they got from le- the guy they got from Southampton, the left back target, is it? Yeah, Matt Target. He's fine, but not for that money. And, yeah, I don't think he's very often on his surname, to be honest. Christ. Wesley's meant to be back. I'm just going to ignore. Oh, great. So he can be. He can continue being useless up front. Wesley's uh, just a donkey. He's just yeah. terrible. Although I'd rather watch him up there than El Ghazi because... Samata. Oh, Samata, I suppose. Yeah, I forgot about him, if I'm honest. I, yeah, I think he, he looks, exists. He, looks he actually like, looks all right. He's, He's okay. Give it him. Like, but uh, the things with Villa, I've almost pretty much, they've got a bad run in as well. I just feel that, I just, I just have no desire to watch Aston Villa play football again this season. And I just don't think that a lot of the players will come back wanting to keep playing at least. Like they probably, they probably were thinking, oh, just relegate us. Let's go over us. I don't want to get slapped 6-0 at home again. Yeah, I mean, maybe we have a... Well, you watch Villa more than me and Dave do, Will, I think. Yeah, probably. Um, so you may have the best perspective. We obviously went to the 6-1 pasting that City gave them yeah. at Villa Park. Um, and that, I mean, they really... They couldn't defend... I think no. It was drink, drink water and... Drink water and um, someone in midfield, and Douglas they were just, Louise were in the pivot. That's right. Oh, yeah. Douglas Louise. Oh, he's nowhere not to be found. Do you know? So here's the thing about Douglas Louise. Douglas Louise looks to me, and I look at him, and I'm like, you know what? In a in a mid-table side, you'd look better than you are, but you're just not a player for the bottom of the league. I just yeah, he just gets overrunning down there. Yeah, I mean, he's got no one helping him. I feel which which is as Will says, in a, a better team, I think he'd look all right. I think. The whole plight of Villa is an example of the fact that you can't just chuck money at something. You've got to have like a, a detailed. This is these are the players we're targeting. This is who we want. I mean, I think I can't see a way for I can't see a way forward for them this season. And to be honest, I'm worried about them next season because a lot of those players will be out the door and they'll probably lose Jack Grealish too. Yeah, I think Grealish goes either way. Yeah, I think he's off. Whatever happens, away, I, th- I think um, I think he is. Yeah, yeah. So, but. I mean, I can see. Yeah, I worry for what what the rest what they're going to do without him, and potentially McGinn if McGinn moves on as well. 
I don't think John McGinn. John McGinn is really good. As much as I much as I usually don't like Villa players, I do genuinely like John McGinn. I think he's he's a really good player. Yeah. Well, I just I I think the time has come for Dave. Give me a prediction. What do you think is going to happen? Oh yeah, I'll pop it into my spreadsheet. Go on. I think Sheffield United three one. Three one Sheffield. I've got it. Well, I'll note it down. Do I get a bonus if McGoldrick scores, as I predict? No. <laughs> you don't. I'll put it, I'll put it in damn the box. It. We all lose Just if McGoldrick scores. Just to clarify, scores. he scores one, <laughs> and that could be Villa's goal as an own goal, but who will score? He just won't score a hat-trick. He's not got that in the locker yet. Give him a few more matches. He'll score a hat-trick. Mike, please get us out of this conversation. What do you think <laughs> yeah. of the... What, yeah, are you <laughs> what are you predicting? Yeah, I think Sheffield United will be hard to beat which is a phrase you used earlier. I think you're absolutely right. Regardless of how the fitness is, they're going to be tough to break down. They're probably a bit better in transition than Villa as well. Yeah. Um, I think they're more likely to score goals, but I think Villa will turn up at least for the first game or two and give it a really good go. So I'm going to go 1-1. We're playing, one, them second. We're playing them in the second game. Great, great, great. Yes, you are. Um, At Villa Park, they've got two home games in a row. To be honest. Not, not that it really matters. God, the fans must be buzzing. They're not <laughs> able to attend Christ. You know, uh, I actually did have a ticket for Villa Chelsea before it was all cancelled. I was going to go. Which, which end? Uh, I think it was the away end. Oh, nice. I, I enjoyed the away end of Villa Park. I would, have seen home and, I would have seen home and away this season, that fixture. And let me tell you now, not not high quality. <laughs> um, I'm going to say two new Sheffield. I can't see Villa scoring. I, like I don't it. know who's going to score the Villa goal, but um, I've given I, them one. Well, it's going to be Jack Grealish. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you who's scoring the, the two Sheffield goals. Um, Moussa, is he still there? Oh, I love that guy, but so, I, I dropped him out of fancy fancy draft, so I hope he doesn't. Moussa mania. Anyway, let's move on to the other game, which is, of course, Man City versus Arsenal. So it's a bit of a return for Mikel Arteta to his uh, former club. Um, And also, it's going to be really interesting to see how um, much of a competitive advantage the Man City players have over the rest of the league, given they're used to playing in front of empty stands. (laughs) 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 Right. Someone want to take this one? Because I think this could be a really interesting game if it was. I think. Game back. I don't know. I think it could. I was actually discussing this with Mike earlier. Um, basically, I think with teams like Man City and Liverpool, the way they play out of the back, and it's so possession, like such a high intensity. I'm very interested to see how teams get on trying to play that when they're going to have much less fitness. So I think Man City may be forced to play slightly more direct uh, than they would usually play, it, I would wouldn't think. It, wouldn't it work the other way around? That you got yeah, I think it potentially yeah. works the other way around too because so, City even... already have a lot of the ball. And well, yeah, I they guess they do. Run. Did you yeah, true, I guess. Um, see the Seville derby? No. Uh, no I was so I, I watched it. Um, I watched a bit of it. Um so Betis play a really possession style of football, and they're just it's 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 they're just That's chaos. Where, um, quite frankly, yeah, they're just the just quickly. I love Real Betis; they're absolute chaos. Um, <laughs> but, but Sevilla won, 
But by the end of the game, they were clinging on a bit because they just had to chase and chase and chase and chase. And although Betis didn't really have the didn't have enough up front, and Fakir was having one of his off nights, um, they couldn't really do anything. But it was a real problem that chasing the ball. So I'm actually thinking that the more, slightly more expansive teams are probably going to benefit from this a lot. But it's interesting you speak of Setien because he said he, they're a bit worried at Barcelona that um, the way they play of just keeping the ball, keep the ball, keep the ball, that they reckon the introduction of five subs is going to affect um, teams' ability to keep up with them and it'll probably help them. However. Yeah, I, I can see that, but... I don't know. I'm not sure that. I think when you've got five outfield players that are going to be dead on their feet and five that have just come on. Yeah. You can kind of play on the ones that are knackered. Mm. Especially if when you're, you're, if you're clever enough, which Barcelona definitely are. Or they maybe not this season, but and City as well. City are good enough. Liverpool are definitely good enough. Mm. But I think I think Dave has a decent point because City and Liverpool obviously a lot of their game is based on the transition and pressing really high and winning it back mm-hmm. high up the pitch if they can. Yeah. Um, so if they if they try and do that, they could be knackered by half-time or if they let the other team have it and they chase the ball around a bit more. I don't know. It's hard to say. I'm, I'm, not, too, I'm not too worried. To be honest about City, I am worried. City will be okay. <laughs> I am, I am particularly worried about Arsenal in this game because we just, I'm not. We all know Arsenal aren't a great defensive side. <laughs> we, really we, have to I'm, I'm trying to phrase Arsenal. this in a way where I'm not saying that they're shite. We, <laughs> Arsenal aren't a great defensive side. They've not got. They're not particularly. They're a bit lightweight in midfield at times. Um, I'm. Worried about them having to chase City around the Etihad, um, particularly at the best times, and take into account the fitness issues. Um, I just think I think this could be, I think this could be a mauling, not in terms of the scoreline, but just in terms of the actual balance of play, mm. because I think there'll probably be a bit of rust at City after shake off. I think that's a pretty good. Uh reflection of what the game could well be like mm-hmm. interestingly as well City have got Sane and Laporte back I can't wait to watch a bit of Leroy Sane again before he goes <laughs> off to the Bundesliga that's, yeah. that's, just, that's just what you want if you're Hector Bellerin and your legs are tied <laughs> Sterling off you're like oh here's Leroy Sane looking to make an impact yeah interesting just... Before the um before everything stopped, I know form's not really going to matter when we get back. But Arsenal were second in the form table, which my uh, eye test and just what I thought their results were, I didn't have them down as doing that that well. But they were obviously playing some good stuff before everything yeah. stopped. I think I certainly think the two times I've seen them play Chelsea this season, I've actually I was actually the, the second time was a bit of a non-event because. David Luiz got sent off. So it's not a real reflection in the game. And then the first, but the first time they absolutely should have won that game. They were really good. Um, you could see, you could see a way of playing that Arteta is trying to install in them. So at, it's a, it's just a shame that their first game back is against City because I'd like to see them a bit further along, maybe playing. Yeah. I just, yeah, I think see, it would be a really good game if it if it wasn't the first one back. Yeah. 
I think you have to. I think you have to trust that football teams that have had this layoff that are coming back into it, if they know what they're going to do, if they have such a defined game plan, I just feel like they're going to succeed more. Well, that that might be one good thing in Arsenal's favour here is that Arteta came in what around Christmasish maybe a mm-hmm. bit before, or yeah. A bit after, I can't exactly remember, but. So he, he came in when it was a really busy spell. There's not all that much that you can actually change no. on the thought because you've got rest day, training session, game, whatever it is. I don't know exactly how it works. But maybe he's had a few more. He can have a Zoom conference or whatever in the last three months to get his style more across. Mm. Maybe he's been able to instill his style a bit more over the last... I know they haven't been training together, but get the idea of how he wants to play a bit more obviously that's instilled in City far more than it probably is in Arsenal but it might help them down the line mm. maybe not in this game but in the future three months might have helped Arteta get his feet properly under the table a bit more yeah I'm actually quite interested to see where they go because they've got obviously they've got all these they've got a couple of financial concerns knocking about Arsenal um, but I think if our if Arteta's already starting to put a bit of an imprint on the side, which is exactly what you want to see when a manager comes in. Um, however, Dave, I think he's going to get walloped this game. So tell me what you think the score will be. I think, yeah, as you say, it could be a mauling, to be honest, Will. Um, I don't know. There's just so much uncertainty with the fitness and stuff that, I would probably go for a higher score, but I think maybe, yeah, I think maybe two now. I don't know if it will be as high scoring, maybe. I think two now, yeah. Two nil City. Mr. Mike Breslin. I've got two one Man City for this one. Two one? I've got three one. I thought Will was going to be like six nil or something there. <laughs> I think, no, Seven I think one. Will might be right. The balance of play could warrant a 6-0 but it probably won't yeah it won't yeah. yeah I think I think the reason I've gone for the scoreline I think is I think it will be comprehensive I think City will probably go two up early score again game done They're put, then it becomes a bit of a training game Arsenal Arsenal do have quality going forward so I just I'll always back them to score however there we are the first two games of the season coming back it's going to be interesting to see what it's like um, Both back more in, to back on Sky. Yes, it's yes. More, more in terms of the Villa aspect, not the City aspect, because as we've mentioned, is going to be quite similar to how the Etihad was before the lockdown. Um, here's the thing, and we've been very negative about the Premier League coming back. I've been well, I've been very negative about the Premier League <laughs> coming back, and I had my first pang of excitement was when I saw that Peter Drury and um, Beglin are doing Arsenal Man City on the Premier League channel so I won't be watching on Sky I will be instead illegally streaming the game just so I can have some <laughs> proper fucking commentary they are <laughs> joking Gazza I'll be with you Genev gotta stick the with Genev just the contempt in his voice whenever City play Arsenal he hates everything that's happening I love it it's great <laughs> um, anyway that, that'll do it for our mini episode today um, if you want to follow Mike Breslin and maybe hear a few interesting takes he's had in the past 
Tell me about some moments of samba skills up in the tone. <laughs> he's He's back. (laughs) I tell you what, what's going to be great is after the restart when he scores 20 goals and he is the new Firmino. Brez, where can they follow you? I can't wait. I can't wait to repost that article when he does. Uh, At Mikey Breslin, if you you do want to read that. And Mr. Dave Harris, where can they follow you? Uh, At Dave Harris underscore 44. God, the joy in his voice where he didn't get uh, something then. Well, I mean, what is All I do on Twitter is endlessly retweet stuff that isn't usually football related, so... Yeah, if yeah, you want like a absolute of... rubbish on Twitter. So, <laughs> piece of advice, listeners, don't follow Dave. Um, instead, follow at In and Around Pod on all your social platforms, including MySpace. Joking, we're not there. Um, and if you want us, if you want to send us a question, please send it to us on the socials again at In and Around Pod or email us at In and Around Pod at gmail.com. You try and do this podcast, and the two of you chuckleheads are over there just. I love it. I drink a glass of Mike Dings as much as possible. Yeah, so was I, and I dinged a glass. I thought you were making a toast, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Are the Premier League coming back? Ching ching. Cheers, everybody. Oh, good. um, We'll be back on Thursday. not reviewing these two games, because let's be honest, no one really gives a shit. Um, but we're still looking ahead to the rest of your games coming at the weekend. So we'll see you then. Goodbye. <laughs>